0: What is going on, everyone? I am Pat the Pac-Man. Welcome to another episode of Barking for Balance, the, t- the podcast where we talk about everything and anything centered around dogs, of course, but really, it's whatever we want to talk about. On today's episode, what I want to go over is a little bit about how to correct the dog properly. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of mistakes in how people correct their dogs, and I want to avoid the dog saying to you, so this way, dog understands, you understand how to communicate dog language, they understand that you understand. And everybody's happy and you get the message across i want to also reveal something um as far as the secret for me personally on how to stop worrying and i mean worrying about everything um it's something that's really in two words i could summarize them the words are faith and patience and uh i'm going to tell you how a little bit about how i discovered that and really how it applies uh to my life in general um and it's been uh, two decades that uh, those two words have served me quite well. So I want to reveal those secrets about that. Um, and those are the two things that I really want to go over. But before we get started, obviously, being Italian, the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is omanciare, food. And I'm just bringing this up because um, it wasn't something that I was, I was expecting to happen. So really what the situation is in this episode is not sponsored by this podcast is not sponsored by anybody this is just my personal opinion about something but you guys i'm sure are familiar with the whole uh, popeye's chicken sandwich situation and um i couldn't understand like the 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 reason why and the rationale why there was you know a line being formed in the drive-thru and people fighting uh, over this chicken sandwich and because this chicken sandwich and whatever i was like what is this like 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 a miraculous thing. If I fought is it made out of gold? I mean, what the hell, you know? So, um, so I never had it at all. And I never had a desire to, but, uh, lately they opened up a, um, a Popeye's, uh, pretty close to my house and very close to my house, as a matter of fact. And finally I was like, you know what? I got to give this a shot. And that day was today. So, um, I want to say, um, I I can't even talk. That's how – all I could say is, damn, damn. That sandwich is like, holy shit. I'm just just getting all all like hot and bothered by – that sandwich was so delicious, so amazingly good. Now, I'm sure there's going to be people are going to start giving the comments of, well, you know, this one's better and this – I don't give a shit about that. This is the one I had. This is what we're talking about. I'll try the other ones and then we'll have a comparison. You know, give me some feedback on which one is good. I'll try them all and then I'll let you know my personal opinion on it. But, um, you know, I haven't tried all the other ones. This was like just the first one and and holy shit. And um, I'm not going to lie. I went back and got another one because I originally tried the the spicy one. And it was amazingly good. The spicy one was it was just a little too hot for my preference. I mean I like spicy food. this one Mifisha bruchar gu that 's how hot it was. It was just really, really spicy, a little too spicy for my taste, but amazingly good, regardless. So I wanted to try the other one, the regular one. so I went back and I got that one too, and I got to say that 's my preference so would' love to hear your feedback on which one uh, is your favorite, whether it 's the traditional one or the spicy one but I never would have imagined that a, a sandwich, so simple, just fried chicken with two slices of pickles, which by the way, is interesting because I don't really like pickles, you know? So when it's like a cheeseburger or whatever, uh, I always take the pickles off, but for this one, it was like, I'm amazing. And even the mayonnaise, like, yeah, the spicy mayo is incredible. Um, but amazingly good. Um, and mayonnaise, I'm not really a big fan of it, but for some reason, this combination is just holy kangaroos. So just want to point that out. Um, if you haven't tried it, I strongly recommend you do. Don't get me wrong. Listen, this is not something I would have on a daily basis. Obviously, you know, I don't want to be like, 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 like Ronan Shalora, you know, too, too big, fat and heavy, but, um, oh my God. So, um, you know, it doesn't also substitute for my traditional Italian slash Sicilian meals like, side the you know, don't get me wrong, it will not substitute for any of that stuff, but holy cow. So I understand why people were fighting over it and, and long ass lines and all that kind of good stuff. But anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, onto some dogs. <laughs> Let's talk about some dogs. Listen, I'm Italian. I have to talk about food. It is what it is. O se mancha, mancha, So yeah, so um, let's talk about dogs. So yeah, so I was saying before is about how to correct a dog properly. In order to correct a dog properly, what most people do is, let's use an example that the dog is like barking or whatever, it's barking at something. And what most people do is they'll start screaming at it. George, no, stop. I'm assuming the dog's name is George. So I'm making that shit up. Uh, George, no, stop, stop. No, no, no. And that's really what everybody thinks is the thing that is necessary to correct the dog. Now there's a variety of different other uh, ways to do certain corrections, but I'm just giving you like the foundation of, 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 uh, what you want to look for in order to understand how your dog perceives a correction. So and, if, if you use, and and when we're done with it, you're going to understand because it's a little bit of common sense. Now, I do understand that in America, common sense has become a foreign language, but you'll see how it relates even to human behavior as well. So what happens is you're screaming at your dog. You're telling it, no, 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 no. You're telling her or him, no, I'll just use him just, just to make it simple. Um, you're telling him, no, 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 no. And that's what people think. So you know, you, I tell my dog no all the time and he still does the behavior. Well, that's because no is not, it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have meaning. You know, in the dog world, words, as much as people don't believe this because we humanize, we think dogs are, are humans. No, dogs are dogs. So they don't communicate with words. Words have an association okay the word sit for example everybody thinks that the word they understand what the word sit means no they don't understand what the word sit means it's an association it's an association with a specific behavior that they're performing and then they make the connection based on state of mind and and and, and body what their body's doing so if they're if they're uh if we tell them to sit they don't understand what that word specifically means like we understand what it means In their world, again, it has an association. So if you said, instead of you saying sit, you said chicken livers, then they would sit when they hear the word chicken livers. You know what I'm saying? So even like traditional dog trainers, um, when they teach sit, the one thing that they say, and this is true, is that uh, the one thing we agree on, Um, uh, we'll get to that another time. But, you know, the one thing that they always say is you never want to repeat the word a hundred times. You don't want to say sit, 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 because then that becomes the command. For them to sit, you have to say sit eight times for their butt to hit the ground. So the word no is not has no meaning, but it is a command. It's not a correction. And the correction has to disengage the mind from whatever it is that they're fixating on and then give you the attention so that you can give them a command as to what it is that you want and or what it is that you don't want, okay? So for example, We have a dog that's barking out the window, and people will scream and holler at it. Now, this dog, in what state of mind is this dog to be barking at the window at whatever? Okay? There could be a variety of different things, but 99% of the time, it's going to be because this dog is excited. So the problem is not barking. The problem is excitement. So we need to fix excitement. Now, if you're screaming and hollering at your dog, it! stop it, George, no, knock it off, no, no, no. Are you adding more excitement to an already excited fire? The answer is, yeah, that's the answer. It's that you're at, you're making your dog more excited, which means your dog is going to bark more. Not to mention that you're using those words and you're anchoring them to the state of mind, which in this case is excitement. So when the dog hears those words, what is he going to become more of? More excited, right? It just makes sense, right? Common sense. So. If the dog is becoming excited with these words, we want to anchor the word to a specific behavior or to a specific state of mind. Now, if your dog is barking out the window and you're screaming at it and you're yapping away, don't wonder why this dog doesn't know what the hell you're saying and doesn't stop doing it. Because- the, the, your dog is fixated on something, and their attention is tunnel visioned onto something specific. So they're not paying attention to you. It's the equivalent of like if you're if 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 let's say you know a husband is watching a football game and the Super Bowl, and they're screaming, "Yeah, let's go!" and they're screaming, and you're over here in the background talking to him, "Hey, listen, take out the garbage. You know, I need you to do this, that, and the other thing." And they're not even knowing that you're paying attention to them until you come over, you give them a little whack, and then they're like, "Star, like, whoa, what's the matter? What?" And now that you have now that they have your attention, now that you have the other person's attention, now you could tell them what it is that you want. Go take out the garbage. Go mow the lawn. Whatever it is, you know. to whatever the case may be. Okay, but you can't tell somebody something unless you have that attention. So what I like to do is I like to use a sound, okay? Like hey, atch, the Caesar Milan sound, shh. So it has to be a sound that um, keeps you calm, maintains the calmness, but makes you feel empowered, tough, firm, confident, assertive, whatever word you want to use with it, but without losing that calm component. So it's the balance of the two, barking for balance, balance. Calm and firm together in balance, in proportion. So the sound has to make you feel. It can't be. That ain't going to snap shit. Okay, It's not going to make any sense. It's not going to snap them out of it and give you the attention because it doesn't impact anything. You know, It has to have a power behind it. So I like to use hey, and those are my three sounds. So once I have the attention of your dog, of the dog. Now, the whole point of it is that I want to get that dog to look at me. Because now that the eye contact is made, the eye contact is key, guys. It's very, very important. Lorkia, you, you. Eye contact is key. Why is it key? Because now you know that you get the attention, okay? So as soon as you make your sound, you're basically saying, hey, right now the mistake that everybody says that everybody does is they make a sound or they make they say a word and at that point maybe the intensity of the dog's behavior kind of like drops and they'll look at you but two things happen number one they'll either say good boy or they won't say anything at all so let's talk about those two let's talk about those two situations the first one is if you finally got your dog's attention Your dog's looking at you to say, What? What do you want? That's what they're saying to you. That's what the dog is saying. What do you want? Now, if you say good boy, which is what a lot of people do, you just told the dog good boy for what they were just doing. Okay. Then you're wondering why this dog is not, is not, is still continuing to bark, even though you're correcting it. Okay. The other thing is, if you don't say anything at all, what you basically did is you got your dog's attention, right? And they look at you like, what do you want? Why are you interrupting me? But you're not saying anything, so they're like, what? And then they go right back to barking. Or they'll do it the next time. Doesn't mean they'll go that same moment, but they'll do it like another day because you never told them that that's what you don't want them to do. You just let it go. So now the word no has an association at the right time so if our dog is barking out the window and i make my sound and i make my correction and finally i get this dog to turn around and look at me dog saying what do you want then i could say no make sense so now there's an association that this dog is saying hmm so i can't bark okay now it doesn't mean that they're going to stop right then and there it doesn't mean that it's over but it does mean that you started the beginning process of teaching this dog what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want. So let's say, for example, in the same situation. So let me recap that again. Dog is barking. <laughs> and you're over here. Hey, hey, looking at you. Then you say no. And then you just disengage. Don't stay in that corrected posture, which we discussed in a separate podcast. Don't stay in that corrected posture. Your correction should be quick, direct, and to the point. No. And then just relax. Okay, and then just wait. See, see what he does. See if he learns, because that's what we want. We want him to process what what this all means, what the purpose of all this stuff is. And we need him to go through that. We need him to understand. So let him think, let him process. That's why it's not necessary to correct every single second. Correct, let it go, then correct again if necessary. Okay, so this way, again, you let the brain process and that's how you let him learn what it is that you're asking for. Make sense? Now, at some point, let's say, for example, if, again, if he's doing the behavior, you're correcting it with the verb, your words, and then you're giving the command of no, which means don't do it. When he looks at you, now let's use a different side of this. Let's say that your dog is usually goes out, looks out the window, and he starts barking. Okay, but in this case, he goes up by the window. He's looking, right, and then he looks at you. What do you do then? The answer is, then you say, good boy, because that dog was doing exactly what it is that you want. You see the difference why when you reward at the wrong time, you're sending the wrong message. When you reward without attention, you're not understanding each other. There's a lack of communication. There's a lack of understanding. The relationship cannot be solid if there's a lack of communication. If you're speaking one language and he's speaking another, you're not understanding each other. You know what I mean? It's very confusing. So what we have to do is understand when we get the eye contact, we reward or correct. Make sense? We reward when they're doing the right thing on their own. So again, going out the window, he looks at you, the eye contact means is this what you want me to do? Is is this okay? And you say, Good boy, yes, that's what I want you to do. Oh, okay. And then he goes by looking out the window. Okay, so that's that's cool. I could look, but I can't get too excited. Yes, that's the whole point. Otherwise, you have a dog that blasts through the window but You know what I'm saying? So and you can't you allow certain things, those small little things that seem insignificant, they're not a big deal. They have they play a massive role with the problems that are a big deal. So you fix the small little things, it fixes the big problems. Gabish, oh, Okay, so eye contact you get the eye contact when they're doing the wrong thing after you get their attention, then you say no or stop or whatever you want to say. Okay, just don't have a conversation. Don't start saying, Listen to me, listen, here's the thing. I don't like it when... No, no conversation. Un chaparrali come un cristiano. One word is enough, okay? That's communication. Your energy and your body language are communicating with your dog. That's how dogs communicate, with your energy and your body language. Believe it or not, the words are more for us than it is for them, okay? But again, one-sided relationship. We get what we want. They don't get what they want. Makes no sense to me. It's a two-sided relationship. Two-way street, man. Two-way street. Capish? Megabytes. Okay, good. So, so that's the whole thing. We get the eye contact. We correct. They look at us when they're not doing anything. We reward. That's the bottom line. Any questions about that? Let me know. And this is this is something that's really really important because it goes back to to understanding um, the 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 dog brain. You know, it goes back to understanding the dog mind, and our job is to communicate that with our dogs i'm sorry our job is not is to is to understand our dogs is to understand their needs and relate to them you know we have to understand their language you know so so that's why it's, it's very important otherwise there's just a lot of confusion a lot of chaos and and everything is just a mess you know so any questions on that let me know um there's other tidbits about that but this is the basically the foundation of it all and if you think about it logically like i was saying before it's like communicating to another person. And if they're not giving you their attention, those words mean shit. It, it, you, know, you don't even hear half the, half the time that stuff. You know what I mean? So you need the person to give you attention. In this case, the same thing is the dog is giving you attention. But the, your dogs are looking for guidance. They're looking for direction. So when they look at you, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for approval, for disapproval, for guidance. They're saying, is this okay? Is this not okay? But if you communicate the wrong thing, at the wrong time, then you're sending the wrong message or you're not sending any message at all. And then you're blamed dog. This dog doesn't learn. He's stupid. No, not at all. You're you're just not speaking his language. You're not telling him what it is that he needs. Capish? Okay. So eye contact, make sure you pay attention to that. And, you know, to, 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 to go it's funny how I went from Popeye's chicken to eye contact, but that just came into my mind. (laughs) So I'm not exactly sure. And um, you know, when I was working with socks, that's, that's exactly how, how I, I started things off is with the eye contact. And it was funny because like I see the evolution of it of where he wasn't giving me, giving me any eye contact at all, even though I was, I was working on specific exercise geared towards that, but he just wasn't giving it to me because the respect factor wasn't there because I wasn't communicating his language. I was frustrated and angry and scared and all those negative emotions. So it wasn't conveying the message, but um, because of him, that's where I, I learned how to communicate properly. And now it's amazing how like his eyes are always locked on to me, you know, and, and I could, I, I transferred that to Pepper when I, when I brought her in as a puppy, you know, taught her and she also learned by watching him. So she picked up on that. And it's, and it's great how everything about the eyes is just, they're locked on They're They're what I call soldiers waiting for orders, you know, so they're locked in, you know, their eyes are fixated on you, you know, and they're just waiting for you to tell them what to do, when to do it and how to do it. You know, um, that's why I call it soldiers waiting for order. Cause they're just like, what would you like next? And they're like, back is all straight and they're adorable. But anyway, um, so getting into a little bit of, uh, of the faith and patience concept, you know, speaking of, of soldiers, I was I actually just, oh man, ah, the thoughts that come into my mind anyway. So let me, let me tell you a little story about something. So when I grew up in Sicily, um, Oh man, I can't believe, wow, I haven't thought about this in a You know, doing this podcast, I am like revisiting so many things. It's not even funny, but um, crazy. But um, when I moved from Sicily, I was 17 years old. And at the time, and I'm not sure what, what, what the laws are now, but at the time, uh, at the age of 18, you were mandated to uh, go into the military for one year. You had to go in uh, at the age of 18. So obviously I moved in at the age of 17. And apparently, whatever needed to be done wasn't done by my parents to to inform uh, whoever needed to be informed of the situation. So after I, I got, I became 18. Uh, I received notification that I was supposed to go into the military, the entire military, which of course I was living here, so that never happened. And I'm not sure exactly if there was anything that needed to be done to kind of like get that rectified, with any paperwork or whatever. And you know, my parents never did it. I'm not exactly sure. But to make a long story short, supposedly, I'm not 100 sure if this is all true this whole situation is legitimate or not, but supposedly, um, if I were to, if I were to go, because I never reported to, to, to the military and there was no, um, there was no leave of absence or whatever, like none of that stuff ever took place. So if I were to ever, um, enter Italy, then supposedly they were going to take me and send me into the military all all, all at once. Like there was just, they were going to grab me and I don't know, shave my head or whatever and send me in. So, uh, and again, I don't know if this is all true or not, but that's what I was told. So, you know, years go by and, um, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And then my great aunt living in Italy, uh, was, uh, was going to turn a hundred years old. And I had promised her that if she was, uh, she had made it, uh, actually I said, when you make it to a hundred, um, I'm going to come and I'm going to celebrate with you. And of course she made it to a hundred. So, Uh, I had to hold up my end of the bargain and I ended up going and I forget exactly how old I was. I want to say I was like, you know, mid thirties or something or upper thirties. And, um, you know, I booked a flight and went to Rome connecting flight to to Palermo. And that was that. And I remember going to Rome, going to get my connection from Rome to Palermo, my connection, my, my flight to from Rome to Palermo. And as I'm going through the customs, there was a bunch of military personnel and a bunch of cops standing around. Now, at that point, I really wasn't thinking too much about the situation. So I just thought, you know, this is just the Italian process. You know, this is what they don't like here. There's military and cops everywhere, whatever. So I went through and um, got my flight to, to Palermo, went there, blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short. As I'm there, I realized, oh, shit. I wonder if those guys were there for me, you know, if they were waiting for me to, to, to you know, to take me in or to arrest me or to whatever. So um, I had no idea. And, um, you know, th- I, in order for me to enter, we had to go to like the Italian uh, consulate or whatever it was to get some, some paperwork, some documentation that I was an American citizen, an American resident. So I would have been able to go um, at that point. But I had to get this paperwork. But like I said, out of sight, out of mind. You know, if without you know this 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 authorization, this approval, you know, I would have been in trouble. And again, I really don't know if this is all legitimately true. But let's just you know hypothetical. So now I'm in I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in my town of Bagheria in Italy in Sicily, and okay, it's time for me to come back home to America. So I'm sitting at the airport in Sicily, and I'm like, hmm, okay. So I get to the plane, I'm in the plane, I get to Rome and I'm expecting a multitude of cops and military personnel to be standing there too. And there was nobody there. So now I'm waiting for my flight from Rome back to New New Jersey and, and I'm sitting there waiting and I'm looking around like, oh shit, am I going to get like locked up? And I'm looking around as soon as I saw somebody like, oh shit, but nobody ever came. So I got on my plane, got back to New Jersey, no problems there. And, you know, I told my parents about it. We laughed. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, whatever, whatever so i'm wondering you know after like you know when you think about it we started to wonder like i wonder if what happened was that because now you know my real name is pasquale my real name is only on my birth certificate so i'm wondering if maybe they had me as pasquale and i came everywhere else as pat like my passport american passport was pat and maybe that's the reason why i'm not exactly sure you know, maybe this is nothing. I mean, my last name is still my last name, but maybe they were like, Oh, this, you know, we're looking for Pasquale Batita, We're not looking for Pat Batita. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, But you know, that, that, that whole thing kind of like got me a little spooked uh, at that point, but um, nothing ever happened to it. So thank God everything was cool. And it all worked out. So speaking of God, um, this is where I wanted to get into a little bit about just a little story. Listen, you guys are like my therapy, like my therapist, you just make these things just pop in. And so I don't know, I just want to share them. But um, speaking of God, so faith and patience were two things, two concepts that, um, you know, I wasn't very not aware of. And as much as I was, I was religious, I went to church every Sunday, it was very more like, like religious, and there's a lot more in depth to this whole thing. But I just want to go over like the very simple concepts of faith and patience. So what happened was, um, after I got divorced, you know, um after I got divorced, I was in a very bad place. Um I did a lot of partying, you know, I was sewing my wall adults sort of stuff, doing a lot of bad things and um drinking quite a bit and again partying all nights, multiple nights, almost the whole week. Um, and I was just very just I was in a very bad place. I didn't know it. I thought I was having fun. You know, I was a heartbreaker. I was a player. You know, I was like, you know, I'm the king of this world and I'm the bestest And that's the word bestest. Um, I'm the best. There's nobody, um, nobody better than me. So you that's what I thought. Like in my head, like you know, I'm the best. So um, during that period, some people had been warning me about being careful because i just come out of this major relationship. And some of them, I guess, saw how I was a little messed up. They warned me about being careful, you know, about finding a rebound. And for those that you, so those of you guys that don't know, a rebound is like somebody that you meet right after a major relationship. And they kind of like, you kind of like think that you're in love with them. And you know, they just, you know, you're not, it's just, it's just a rebound. But you know, it could take you in a bunch of different directions. And I really wasn't too concerned because like I said, I thought I'm the, I'm the player. I, you know, I was the greatest and nobody could, nobody could hurt me and all that kind of stuff. I really didn't realize just how, how um, weak I truly was. So um, lo and behold, here comes the rebound. So dated this girl. I don't even think it came to a month to be honest with you. Um, And I was head over heels. I thought she was the one, all this kind of bullshit. I think it was like three weeks that we dated to be honest with you. Um, but I was like head over heels and this and that. And I even took it to, to, after like a week, uh, I took it to my mom at my mom's house for her birthday of every, of all things. Um, you know, that's how, that's how, you know, by in my head I was. So, um, and of course it didn't end well. She broke up with me and I was just devastated. You know, I begged her to come back. I wrote her letters. I was just, I was just a mess. You know, I was acting like such a loser and such a such a such a psycho. And um and of course that you know that never took place. So during this time, of course, like I said, I was just very, very depressed and just, you know, my my you know, I I I, I believed that I had failed at this marriage and and I was a failure because I, I I I let it fail. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff. We'll get into that another time. But to make a very long story short, um, there was a security guard in my building where I used to work at Spith Barney and Little Falls and um, I had seen this guy for like five years, you know, every single day, multiple times a day, but never once did we talk. And then as I'm coming into work one day, he saw me and he's like, weighed me over and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I was a little like, what the hell? He goes, you, you know, you looked a little, you know, off what's going on. And I unloaded on him. I told him everything, you know, the marriage and all how it was, my life was. And, um, you know, this girl we're, we'll, we'll call her, uh. Uh, we'll call her Matilda. I don't know. I don't know any Matildas. We'll call her Matilda. You know, I told her about how Matilda, Maguista Matilda. I hope I don't insult any Matildas, but we'll call her Matilda. Um, I told her about Matilda and the situation there. And really, my main focus at that time was really—I just wanted her back. Like I wanted her back. That's how. That's how desperate and 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 stupid I was. And um, you know, he started talking to me about about God, and you know, he had a Bible on his desk and. Um, to make a very, very, very long story, long story short, um, he, he told me to read the Bible. He told me to take the Bible. And he said, take the Bible, which is actually funny now that I think about it, because he said he asked me if I had a Bible. And it's weird because I really had a Bible in my desk at my office that had been there for years that was given to me by one of my coworkers who had since passed away during that time. So um, I had a Bible that was just sitting there collecting dust. So he, I went to get it, and I blew the dust off. I remember there was literally dust on. I blew it off. But he said to me, "He said, um, take the Bible, and then ask God a question. Ask God for assistance. Ask God whatever you want, and then open the Bible at random. And wherever you land up, end up wherever you land, read both of those pages." Okay. And within those pages, you will find the answer to your question, the aspiration, whatever it is that you're looking for will be in those, uh, in those two pages. And, um, they were in those two pages. Um, you know, it was, it was incredible how I got my answer and, you know, we could get into more specifics about that. But, um, the point of it is that, that the, everything that I was reading was about faith and about patience. So, what faith is, is basically not hope. Hope is just like you hope that something happens, you know, you, you, you don't expect it to happen. Faith is your expectations that you expect whatever happens to be okay. You're not going through something um, you're not going through a situation and expecting the best. You're expecting to go through a situation and expect whatever. You know, God um, will guide you. God will take care. Now, I want to just preface something that my faith and my patience do stem from God. Okay, God is what I believe in. God is who I know protects me and guides me and, and inspires me and supports me in the whole bit. But it protects me, and just about everything. I that's what I believe in. But faith—if you want to have faith in the universe, if you want to have faith in yourself, if you want to have faith in another person, whatever. get lotto. Whatever you choose, that's on you. For my purposes, this is about God. Okay. So if you're not religious, if you're not, if you're not believer, whatever. That's your business. Um, believe in whatever you want. But the concept of faith—faith faith has to do with the fact that God is in control. Okay. And so. Once I understood that that God was in control, I really stopped worrying about everything because what do I have to worry about god 's going to take care of it you know so whatever it is that i 'm trying to do whatever it is that 's going to happen he 's going to make it happen for the best if i 'm you know um, i don 't know if i 'm dating somebody you know if i 'm with somebody and you know i 'm blind and i don 't see how you know, this is, you know, this, this girl is perfect. She's, she's my soulmate. She's awesome. But God's like, "Mm, I don't think so. He's going to do something that's going to take her away. You know, he's going to, you know, do something because that's what he wants, because that's what's best for you. And you have to trust and have faith that that's what's best for you. So why worry about, okay, so, okay, fine. You know, when I, when I went through my whole, my whole marriage, right. Um, It only lasted six months and it should never have happened to begin with. And that's what everybody was telling me, like, you know, you shouldn't do it. It's the biggest mistake ever. You know, they still, you know, my my family still tells me that's the biggest mistake ever and they should never should have happened. That's not true at all. It's what's necessary. It was what was necessary to have happened because it set off a chain of events that um, never would have taken place without it. And one of the chain of events was discovering faith and patience. The other chain of events was me moving into that specific apartment that um, allowed me, you know, to, to overcome my fear of dogs. Otherwise that never would have happened, you know? And so we're going to get into that another time, but you know, the discovery of faith and patience were so crucial because that's literally when I stopped worrying, like, when I was, you know, when I was, when I was working with the security guard and we were talking about this stuff, everything about faith was about me getting her back, Matilda back. And that's not what God wanted. It was not the right thing. And he wasn't going to let it happen. No matter how much I begged and pleaded and wanted it, it was not going to happen. He said, no, this is not right for you, but you need to trust me that I know what's best. So if I keep, you know, harping on, if I keep fighting back, no, this is what I want. At some point, you know, he's going to look down and say, you know what, if you don't trust me, then I'm not going to be able to give you what you want. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I want for you because you don't, you're not trusting me to to do so. You know, And so um, that that's why I said, you know, stop. I stopped worrying because no matter what was around me, I gave it to God. If there was any problems and I believe me, I've been through quite a few since then, they were the same thing. Like I never worried about it because I knew that God was going to get me out of it. You know, all I had to do was do and take the actions necessary along the way. But even so, because I had so much faith in God, not hope, not trust, faith that God had it. And I would pray and I would, we would talk and I would say, listen, God, this, this situation, get it done. And because this has happened so many times, you know, time after time, even in times when I'm like, how the hell did it happen? And when I look back into my past, I could see how I was being protected so many times where I still am baffled by certain things. And I didn't believe in God at the time, you know, like, like how many car accidents that were like, I'm just looking at the, I'm just, I'm about to crash and something, nothing, you know, but faith is also about understanding that, you know, bad things are not necessarily bad things. You know, me going through this marriage situation, you know, could be perceived as bad. Oh, you wasted so much money. It was a mistake, blah, 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 blah. You're lucky. It wasn't, it was was preordained. That's what God said. No, you need to go through these steps because at the end of the road, I have a plan and I know what my plan is. So don't worry about it. Just shut up, just relax. Which is funny because that's what I preach to my clients all the time now is just relax, calm down, just relax. And that's why you know, when we're conveying that message to our dogs of relaxation, they can trust us. So how can God trust me if I'm not relaxed, if I'm not calm? You know, you could fake calm, you could fake relaxation, but dogs know the truth. God knows the truth. He knows you don't trust them. You know, you're still trying to do it yourself. Don't. You pray about it, let let go. Let go. Let God. It's that simple let go, let God, you talk to him, God, the situation, and just let it go. Don't try to do it on your own. If you keep trying to do it on your own, God's going to look at it and say, you know what? You want to do it? Good. Follow Do it yourself. That's what he's going to say. So God has a plan. He knows what he's trying to accomplish, but if you don't have faith, then he's not going to give it to you. You know? The same, other, the other word is the patience part. And the two go in conjunction. You can't have one without the other. This is almost like the balance concept. See, balance, faith and patience, they're in balance. They're together. So you can't have one and not the other. And the patience component is, as I've, I've been told, the word, the best way to describe it is to be consistently constant. So to be the same way all the time. Now, when it relates to our dogs, that's what I say all the time. That's why the whole point is to be calm and relaxed. How do you stay calm and relaxed? Well, you can it's easy to be calm and relaxed when things are going your way. When there's nothing to worry about, be calm and relaxed, right? Partially, get you some problem. But the problem becomes when things are tough. That's when you have to learn to be calm and relaxed, to have patience. Now, what does patience mean? It means not to um, not to be patient for things to evolve. It means to be you need to be patient and not worry about when things evolve or if they do evolve. So in, in, in other words, when I'm working with a client and I'm teaching them how to walk their dogs, okay? What I tell them is you need to be patient, not just with your dog, but with yourself. And the evolution may be slow and you may never be perfect, but your job is to be staying the same until the result happens. That's where the faith comes in. So your faith is that I will get this done We will walk perfectly. I could already see my in my mind my dog walking perfectly, even though they're not in the present moment, but I could see in my mind I could see the dog walking perfectly, and I could also see myself walking this dog perfectly. So they have faith that they will be able to accomplish it, but they have patience to wait until it evolves. So think about it like like somebody who is desperate to find a spouse right? And they're just so desperate. Oh, well, you know, everybody else is getting married. You know know what? Maybe that's, that's a good thing because everybody's everybody. It ain't you. You know, God has somebody special for you. God has something special for you. It's just, you need to be patient to wait for every single piece to be in line. If you got something or someone at the wrong time, that may be destroyed because you're not prepared. You're not Uh, able to sustain that kind of thing you know um how many people like like young people they get all this money and they just squander it and their life turns to shit because they're not prepared mentally to handle that kind of pressure become famous they're not able to handle that kind of pressure so it doesn't work and they fall apart you know what i mean so the timing is key and that's where the patience comes patience comes in so if your goal is to become famous or whatever that's you have to have faith that you will become famous but patient to wait until it happens if it happens when you're 30 40 50 60 you wait you got to be patient just keep doing what you're doing when i had you know my whole my whole life um, all i wanted to do was 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 to help help people and and be like a like a superhero to save save lives Never would I have thought, based on the fact that I was afraid of dogs for, until I was 28 years old, that this would be my path. Never in a million years. Also, never in a million years would I have been would I have thought that I would be able to talk to people because I was just shy, insecure, and nervous. You know, I didn't have my first date until I was 22 years old. So, you know, that never in a million years would I have thought that I would have been becoming somebody who was able to talk to people so comfortably. And you know, being in, you know having been in financial services for 16 years, you think that's your path. That's what, you know, you, know, you want to do more. You, you see yourself doing more, but this is it. But I always had faith that whatever it was that I was going to do, God had a plan. And I just let it go. You know, I just went through the day. And then at the age of 40, 40, 40, 40, that's when I made a career change, a total career change. You know, and my background was all like mean, all my internships, my, my, my college degree, you know, my entire career, my entire life was in the financial services world. And here I am, I'm working with freaking dogs. That's right. God had a plan and the plan was set in motion the day I met my ex-wife because he said, this is what we need to do. We're going to do all this stuff. And in the meantime, I'm going to strengthen your ass because that's really what happened throughout that process. Even though afterwards I was at the weakest point, but it was like, bam, and then spike up. So at the end, when I came out of this, I came out stronger and better than I was beforehand. So I was here, right? And then, yeah, I went all the way down. But then when I came out, I came out to here. So I was higher and stronger and more mature than I was then. And that's been always that kind of pattern. It's okay, there's some rock bottoms, but then you come out better. And it's a continuous climb, you know? So whether it's finding a spouse, whether it's becoming a millionaire, whether it's finding a career, whether it's having children, whether it's whatever, whether it's making, you know, having dinner at your favorite restaurant, whatever the hell it is, whatever the hell it is, just have faith and be patient. And wait for it to happen because I don't know um, based on my life whether or not I would be able to sustain doing what I'm doing at this point the way I wanted to do it you know as far as being able to not um, as, as far as being able to help and to educate and to teach people what is necessary for them to be happy, fulfilled and successful along with their dogs being happy, fulfilled and well- behaved. And um, being patient is, is, is key. And I don't care what it is when it comes to patience. You've got to learn to just wait, you know? Don't be in a rush. Everybody's in a rush. Oh, I'm going to rush, 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 Just re- relax. Sat the guy Because that's really what, what your dogs are looking for is how do you deal with stressful situations? Like I said, it's easy when there's no problems. Everything is easy. It's easy to be calm and relaxed. But when there's problems, that's when your dogs need to be aware to see if they can trust you, if they can respect you, you know? And so again, for me, that's where God comes into play and where God has helped me, um, has helped me so many times that I don't worry about anything anymore because now that I've been through so much shit, merda, and I've seen the evolution of it, nothing scares me, you know, I throw whatever the fuck you want it ain't going to bother me because i give it to god you know and then i just take the steps necessary but at the same token i don't i don't have to do anything because he's got it and i trust him 100% and it's not about you know problems do happen you know shit does take place i'm i'm but it's how you come out of that that matters and you could let the shit destroy you or you could let the shit empower you and make you better you know if you think about this fertilizer is shit. And we use fertilizer to make our plants grow stronger. So there's some legitimate, we just soak our feet in some shit. I don't know. I'm not doing it. I mean, I don't recommend that, but you know, just maybe it's that whole stepping in shit thing that we were talking about that it brings good luck. And that's, I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm going out of the way, but uh, um, where was I? Yeah. So, so being patient for things to evolve. That's why the two go hand in hand, faith and patience go hand in hand. And I, I preach this, everybody got to have faith and patience. You know, that's, that's the secret. You don't worry about nothing. And because you don't worry about nothing, you calm. you know, if you see a problem, your mind is going to reflect that your energy is going to reflect that even though there is no problem. Like people will walk their dogs down the street, and they'll see another dog coming towards them, they'll start panicking, they'll tighten up on that leash, they get all freaked out. And now, Oh my god, I see my my, my my dog's gonna attack this dog and he's gonna bite a chunk of it and then he's gonna like you know run out the street and he's gonna get hit by a car and then I'm gonna get sued and then I'm gonna lose my house, I'm gonna be homeless. Shit, God, my bed What are you crazy? Nothing is happening. You're just walking and and you're seeing all this stuff. Why don't you see something different? Why don't you have faith that everything's gonna be fine? Why don't you have faith that if something were to happen, it's gonna be fine. Why don't you have faith that if something were to happen, you could handle it? You know what I mean? I don't get it. And but be patient with the process, with yourself. You know, be patient that things happen when they're supposed to happen. When is that? I don't fucking know. It happens when it happens. I never once complained. Oh God, you know what? I got a financial service shit. I, you know, I want to get out of here. Please let me come on, God. Let's go speed this up. You start doing that. You give away. I'm sorry. You're trying to take control for yourself, and then you're taking the control away from God. I got news for you. I want all the control to be on God's shoulders. I don't want none of it on me, because He handles it. He can handle it. Me? No. So if you believe that you could handle it more, I don't agree with that. Deal with the consequences. Okay. Me personally, I have no no worries, nothing to worry about, because everything is up to God. Good and or bad, it's going to happen. And when bad things happen, okay, they happen. We're going to ride the wave. We ride the wave until we come out of it. And I've ridden quite a few fucking waves, man. I've ridden quite a few waves and I've come out of it on top. Okay. And I continue to get better and better because, not because I'm so awesome. I mean, I am, you know, <laughs> no. Uh, well, I am, but not because I'm not just because I'm awesome, but. It's also because I have faith in God and I also am patient to wait until we come out of this wave or until another, something good comes in, you know, I, we have a lot of plans. I have a lot of plans. Me and my team have a lot of plans. We're working on a lot of stuff and, um, they're going to happen when they're going to happen. I don't, I try my best not to, sometimes it does happen where I like see other people, you know, and I get a little jealous. I'm like, you know, well, this person's doing this and this person's, You know, everybody has their own time and it doesn't mean that because they're ahead in certain areas, it doesn't mean that you're not going to blow them out of the water when you get your stuff done. You know what I mean? You know, oh, well, so-and-so is married and, and, you know, she has two kids and blah, 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 blah. And they have this house and all this shit. Okay, great. Well, that's them, but you don't know the circumstances. You know, three years later, they're divorced. She's living in in a shack and he's, he's, he's homeless. And, and here you are, all of a sudden you meet your spouse and you're happy as a pig in shit. You're happy. There we're ahead of you, but now they're behind you. Not even behind they're like, you. you can' even see them. So who gives a shit? It's not your time. God has a plan. Let him figure it out. Just be patient. Have faith and be patient. That's all that matters. You will stop worrying about. your life will change when you stop worrying about everything and you just give it to God. Have faith and be patient. And if you guys want more questions, have more, have more questions, want to know a little bit more about this stuff, about faith and patience, I'll be more than happy to talk about it because like I said, this is the secret. This is what my life revolved around. In fact, my autobiography, which is in publication, by the way, it should be coming out shortly, hopefully, um, used to be called Gotta Have Faith and Patience. I actually renamed it to God Spelled Backwards because I wanted to have God. I definitely wanted to have God in there. And I wanted also to have dog in there too. And it was just a little bit of a struggle, but because faith and patience was so important to me, I wanted to center that. And the book talks a lot about that. Um, in fact, that's the two topics is about God, faith and patience and, uh, dogs. So, um, you know, it, 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 was originally named faith gotta have faith and patience, which is my, my motto. Um, then it became just faith and patience. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me where this is the name of the book, which is God spells backwards. So, um, you know, uh, and yeah, you're going to get, you it's a great book. You guys better read it. But you know, that's it, the whole point of it. Like, like me writing a book, like who, what the hell, all this stuff, it's all because of faith and patience. It's a process. This book has been in, in the works in 2016 It's a process. You know what I mean? I want it to be perfect. I want it to be the way I want it to be. So I'm going to be patient with it. I have faith that it's going to be great. I have faith that it's going to turn out just the way I envision it. But I'm patient to let the process evolve. God knows when the right time is. And so any kind of roadblock with anything or set setback is actually a set up to something better. You know, oh, well, you know, I wanted this done. Don't worry about it. If it's if it's not done now. There's a reason for it. That's because God's saying, not yet. We need to hold on because if we were to do it here, it wouldn't be as awesome as we do it here. So just trust me. And I'm saying, no problem. I ain't gonna argue. God, you're in charge. That's the way I feel about it, okay? So um, again, any questions about that kind of stuff, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. It's what I live by and what I love. God is king. Thank you, God, for everything. Now, in the past, and forever. I want to thank you guys. Hope you, had, uh, hope you had a good time. Hope you learned. Hope you feel inspired. Um, hope you're entertained. Hey, hey, hey. Just a little entertainment for you. But um, <laughs> remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. That's the whole thing. So I want to teach, inspire, and entertain. That's what I live for. That's what I want. And I'm hoping that, uh, that you're getting that from here. So um, I want to thank you all for joining. I want to thank God. Um, thank you for watching Barking for Balance. Catch you next time. Bye.